For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding, here with Steve Morgan, the editor-in-chief of Cybercrime Magazine. CNN reported that T-Mobile had a data breach in which a bad actor accessed personal data from 37 million current customers. Steve, break this down for us and maybe tell us your thoughts when you first read this news. I know this has been a big hack. We've been talking about it internally as well as with some other people that we do interviews with. Maybe you could just share your thoughts. Yeah, so the first thing I'd like to start with, Paul, because we've been following major hacks for you know years on end at this point. We've never experienced a big hack where the number of people who actually were compromised is what it was initially reported. It's almost always larger. You think about the Yahoo hack, which originally was reported as 500 million people, which in of itself is an enormous number. Ultimately, it was 3 billion. I think the number that was reported, that 37 million, is substantially higher. Steve, something I found interesting as I was researching this news was that Wired put out something saying, this is at least the fifth data breach since 2018. That's, of course, referring to T-Mobile here. And when we think about data breaches and cyber crimes, we have to also think about T-Mobile as a victim to a degree because they are. They're the ones being attacked or hacked. But this is a large number of breaches over the past few years. I'm just curious, Steve, does this change how we think about T-Mobile or how, I don't want to say how sympathetic we are, but of how maybe forgiving or how we view, because typically we're viewing companies as victims. Does it change how we view T-Mobile now? You read a lot of these accountings and you don't entirely know what's behind the scenes. So on the one hand, when I read that CNN article, it said that, quote, after the hack, they went out and they hired an external firm to investigate. I don't know if that's actually true or not. If that's true, then I'm very uncomfortable. And I don't think a company that size should, you know, have an incident response plan that says, after we're hacked, we'll go out and hire somebody to come in and investigate. I think they should have a company on contract combined with the internal skill set to immediately investigate the moment something like that happens and to carry out incident response from there, not start from scratch after you have 37 million people exposed. But again, I don't know that to be true. You know, I read what uh, a lot of other people read, including a, a lot of journalists, and you follow up from there. Steve, we were talking recently about... Fatigue. Fatigue when it comes to notifications and always being aware, cyber aware of what's happening. If you get a suspicious email, always checking every single email. Someone might get one, someone might get a hundred a day. It really just depends on who you are. And I'm curious, do people have breach fatigue? And by that I mean, okay, say they signed up for a dozen services and they all get breached over the year. They might just be like, ah, oh, man, what do I do? Where do I go? Et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just curious if you have any advice maybe for anyone who is reading this news, they have T-Mobile. And I'll point out as well, some people may be affected who have T-Mobile, but not directly. Maybe they have a subsidiary service that borrows from the towers. I know Google Fi had a similar issue where if you just Google Google Fi breach, it'll come up saying, yeah, they use the T-Mobile tower. So there was also a degree of data breach there. But I'm just curious if you had any off the cuff advice, so to speak, for anyone who might be listening. I mean, I'll take fatigue from a couple of perspectives. So let's start with the user first. I don't ever get in my car and drive without my seatbelt. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get in an accident, 
but it's something that I always do because it greatly reduces the chances of me being harmed. I really wish that everybody would treat MFA that way and turn on multi-factor authentication in all of their apps. It doesn't mean that they'll never be hacked. It doesn't mean that they you know, are 100% protected, but I highly recommend it. And I feel the same way about passwords. I know for a fact that I talk to so many people, there's a great number of users out there who are listening to us and shaking their heads yes because they know this makes sense but they're reusing their passwords they're using short passwords they're doing a lot of things that just don't make sense because they haven't been hacked yet they haven't lost money i don't think you can afford to be worn down and tired unless you're okay with your bank account being emptied you just have to take it that seriously and i also want to you know reach out here and acknowledge the CISOs who have a really, really hard job and the security teams because there's a lot of fatigue there and it's easy to point the finger. You know, you pointed out, Paul, and you're right. T-Mobile is the victim. A crime was committed against the company and their CISO and their cybersecurity team, you know, was not out looking for trouble. And yes, you could certainly argue they should have done this or they should have done that. You could speculate. The fact of the matter is that it is very tiring. They work a lot of hours and it's a lot of stress because they're always dealing with a problem. It's not about enhancing productivity. It's about locking down, protecting an organization, dealing with cyber criminals. And as a result, CISOs are playing musical chairs. The average tenure isn't much more than a year. Cybersecurity teams have a lot of turnover. So in addition to everything that they're coping with, they're constantly recycling people. So you can have a lot of people on that team who are unprepared. They haven't even been fully ramped up yet working for the company. Yeah. Steve, it's a lot to think about. And I know this T-Mobile hack will be something that we talk about for a while because when we bring people on, this is almost a good, I hate to say, but it's almost like reference material of this is a really big deal and we need to keep bringing it to light and talking about the good and the bad maybe in this situation. Agreed. Steve, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Paul. To follow all of our media, go to cybercrimemagazine.com.